Are you ready for the end of the world? This is your community spirit. A show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of family, circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit coming at you on your community radio, 91.1 FM. My name is Treesong. Now, I just received an email about our state uh, and uh, clean energy. Now, we're not allowed to do a call to action, right? Yeah, but we can present information. (laughs) Right. So uh, this coming year, Governor Quinn is set to outline the visions for Illinois' energy future. Now, one interesting thing is um, with the Environmental Protection Agency's recently announced clean energy plan, Illinois actually has the opportunity to cut emissions tremendously you know we have more coal plants well let's see we we have more nuclear plants and the worst polluting coal plants in the united states yeah okay number one Mm -hmm. now one of the things is you can actually thank governor quinn for his support of the epa's clean energy plan and, of course, ask him to prioritize people before polluters. I like that. People before polluters. Yeah, people before polluters. What a novel you know. concept. So right now they're uh, drafting the energy plan for the state. And um, this is an email I got for a call to action. But the interesting thing is the clean power plan that the EPA has put out. And we are glad that Governor... Quinn has already made a strong statement in support of the EPA's effort to reduce carbon pollution. Now we have a chance to make it so that these reduction actually happen. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of very big renewable energy plans um, for the state. Um, The state has done a lot of uh, energy efficiency plans, which are even more important. You do energy efficiency. What is that? We call that megawatts. <laughs> yeah, megawatts. You yeah. eliminate watts that need to be <laughs> that need to be paid, bought in. Yeah, and then no new power plant needs to be built. So, yeah. Um, I just received that this morning, so I thought I would talk about it because, yeah. of course, it's near to dear in my heart. But I like that putting people before polluters. Yes, people before polluters. And I didn't stutter at all. That's a bunch uh-huh. of peas. Yeah, and another thing, I don't know if your action statement there mentions it, but. There are still people who are trying to say that natural gas is clean and should be promoted. So we should consider with clean energy standards the mountains of evidence about whether or not fossil fuels are clean. <laughs> Signs point to no. What? Science? <laughs> yeah. Now, today, the fracking rules will be released, correct? Fracking yeah. rules released Friday. Now, this is article is actually from the Southern. Yeah. And sometimes we talk about things local and sometimes we talk about things global. Yeah. And this locally affects global. Yeah, so. today is actually a very local day, but there are two stories that they're both local, but they also relate to global because of climate change. News of the impending release today of long-awaited rules needed to implement fracking drew reactions ranging from cautious optimism to outright outrage. The rules will be delivered to the Illinois Legislation's Joint Committee on Administrative Rules today. Illinois Department of Natural Resources spokesman 
Chris Young confirmed on Wednesday. The delivery comes more than a year after Governor Pat Quinn signed the state's Hydraulic Fracturing Regulatory Act into law on June 17, 2013. Now, proposed rules written by IDNR were subject to public comment until January 3rd. Now, after the commenting period closed, the agency said it would review comments. More than 30,000 comments were received and make any adjustments to the draft rules before submitting them. Now, with the revisions apparently complete, the rules will now head... Let's see. They've got... What's the abbreviation? The Joint Committee on Administrative Rules, the JCAR. A statewide coalition of groups who say there are dangers in fracturing that far outweigh any benefits issued a statement expressing outrage that the rules will be released. Quote, on January 19th, Governor Quinn made a commitment to not allow the issuing of any fracturing permits until the 30 most dangerous holes in the rules, known as the Dirty 30, that even rhymes, (laughs) the Dirty 30 were addressed. We have not been told that they have. We also do not believe that the concern of fracking in an active earthquake fault zone has been resolved, end quote. Anit McMichael of the Southern Illinoisans Against Fracturing Our Environment, or SAFE, said in the coalition's response. Now, representatives from coalition member Fair Economy Illinois met with a member of Quinn's staff last week to discuss their primary concerns, and according to the statement, were promised a meeting with IDNR to review those concerns and ensure that they are addressed. Quote, this announcement is yet another attempt in this rulemaking process to shut out the voice of the people. If the Dirty 30 are not fixed, IDNR is putting corporate profit over the safety of Illinois citizens, end quote, said Dylan Emlin of Fair Economy, Illinois. The rules should not be released until the Dirty 30 are addressed, the coalition said in a statement. Mm-hmm. So what was it again? Um, putting people before profit. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, putting people before pollution, too. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this it sounds like Quinn's making promises he can't keep again. <laughs> it's like... Well, I mean, um, the state is bankrupt, so they are... Um, desperate for some money yeah anywhere like, they can get it yeah like even though it's going to screw a lot of people yeah it's probably not even going to bring in the money they think it's going to bring in too because there's all sorts of loopholes in the regulation and yeah even if well i mean if they have solid regulation <laughs> they can make a lot of money on the fines yeah like they're doing in california with the water did you read that yeah i mean now there's a extreme shortage of water in california and rich people, you know, you're only allowed so much water. And there was, you know, people are getting twenty, thirty thousand dollar fines for yeah, using too much, much water. water. But I mean, that's cheap. It comes down to like four cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are like avoiding the fines, but paying people to truck the water in yeah. mm-hmm. for their swimming pool or you know their lawn. But of course, that costs more. So yeah. it's like it's cheaper to just do the fines sometimes. <laughs> yeah, just like. Well, that's crazy what people will do. And, you know, even even if they address this 30-30, there's still the, you know, there's still the earthquake zone that they mentioned. And fracking is just, the science does not indicate that fracking can ever be safe, no matter how many regulations you put on it. But, I mean, we have to think short term, don't we? 
we have to think short term to make it so that our economy doesn't collapse before the earth does. <laughs> yeah, well, there are other ways to fix our economy short term that don't involve fracking. <laughs> yeah, but that's an easy one. It's yeah. just like really easy. We just let them screw holes in the ground, <laughs> otherwise known as fracking. I yeah. love saying fracking. It's like such a good cuss word. Yeah. Well, it's funny because on Battlestar Galactica, you know, it is a cuss word. What year was that? Like, I was in the future after the planet had been fracked and it became a dirty word. <laughs> just like. <laughs> I think I don't know if that's official canon of Battlestar Galactica, but that's my explanation. <laughs> it just fracking is a dirty word. I'll frack it. All right. Well, speaking of dirty. There's more news on Peabody Coal. Peabody Coal overruns Rocky Branch, despite appeal pending. Well, Rocky Branch is just right nearby here. Yeah, it's really close by. I've met people from Rocky Branch. It seems they're not too happy about having their neighborhood destroyed by Peabody Energy. Imagine that. I mean, imagine if somebody came to your neighborhood and was blowing stuff up and all these toxic fumes. and You probably wouldn't be happy either, would you? Yeah, I was talking to someone at the Illinois Energy Fair last weekend and they were they have a vacation house in montana yeah and they were talking about how they strip mined the area and i was like so nobody minded it because nobody really lived there and they were like yeah i mean most of the pollution actually floated over towards yosemite so nobody really cared about it yeah (laughs) they flew the national parks nobody nobody cared so, yeah, this is there's an appeal going on about this issue. Despite an appeal over the controversial Rocky Branch strip mine permit, still pending with an Illinois Department of Natural Resources administrative judge, Peabody Energy defiantly crossed closed public roads and moved massive mining equipment in Saline County yesterday. Now, this, this is huge equipment. This thing, I saw the pictures. This is, like, multiple stories tall, these big... Well, I mean, things. it's so big they have to, like... Sh- turn turn off the power lines and disconnect the power lines so they can actually pass down the roads. Yeah, and they disconnected the power lines on a hot day when people needed their air conditioning. I hope it wasn't like this hot week this week. It was this week. They did it. So literally people were without electricity during this like hottest week of the year? Yeah, I think it was about half a day. They disconnected it during the heat. (laughs) It's not good. That's that's pretty tough. Yeah, Peabody doesn't care though. (laughs) So they actually went in and crossed, you know, on public roads. Yeah. Illegally. I mean, because they don't have permission to actually go in and mine yet. Yeah. And they're setting up anyway. Yeah. And so it's still being contested. They've already the calling out clear violations of the state's mining permitting process, civil rights and environmental justice policies, the besieged farm residents facing toxic mine blasting and water contamination within yards of their home and wells. They have appealed to Governor Pat Quinn and Attorney General Lisa Madigan to halt the state's flawed mine permit process. Quote, I feel the Attorney General has abandoned us by dragging her feet and letting Peabody destroy a community, Rocky Branch resident Jennifer Dumbries said. Quote, she has the power to stop what's going on until investigations are through, but seems to rather look the other way while Peabody's conducting business as usual. Now I can under, <clears throat> I can understand if, you know, they want to wait and see how this appeal goes, but I, I think it makes sense to stop things until the appeal goes through. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, there are a lot of situations in environmental circumstances where they go in, they'll, they'll like log an area or build a road or something, and then afterwards the court case says, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Oops. <laughs> so it would make sense to pause for a little while and say, okay, let's wait until we hear this appeal. If the appeal says they can't do it, then they can't do it. 
I think that should be a slogan. People before polluters. Yeah. Or people before polluters and profit, you know. Yeah. Because there's an old saying about closing the barn door after the horse has gone away or something along those lines. Yeah, I, I wonder where the attorney general actually stands, you know, on behalf of the, you know, civil rights and the environmental justice of the people of Rocky Branch. Or, you know, with the Peabody Energy uh, CEO, Greg Boyce, who declared in Australia last week that coal always wins. <laughs> See, it's like he's almost daring people to stop him then. When you say stuff like that... It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to shut you down for being arrogant. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what side they stand on. So far, as far as I've heard, they haven't stepped in and halted the process. So, so far, they're standing on the side of CEO Greg Boyce. I mean, last spring, thousands of Illinois residents actually appealed to uh, Madigan to investigate the numerous inconsistencies and permit violations in the Rocky Branch mine process. Yeah. I mean, these, this is a big company. You think they would have someone who could do paperwork <laughs> yeah but they've so. been getting away with it so long that they don't even fo you know follow the process that's in place yeah they're I just mean, so gung-ho to make money that they don't even care what happens yeah i mean if no one's stopping you why fill out the paperwork it costs more money to pay a lawyer a few hundred dollars to fill out some paperwork <laughs> than it does to just do it and, and get away with it so hopefully people will take action on that and We'll, we'll definitely keep you posted as we hear more news. But in the meantime, you can let your elected officials know how you feel about that. That was a call to action. Oh, I, I said, caught you. I said they can. <laughs> just like, <laughs> they don't have to. Well, you, you can let them know either way. If you support the project, you can let them know. It's like, <laughs> quote, urgency of climate change is now a legal defense? At Protesco, Ken Ward's and Jay O'Hara's day-long blockade of a coal delivery was kind of low-key. Nobody was arrested. The men learned of criminal charge later by mail. But the duo's trial, scheduled to begin September 8th in a Massachusetts district court, is shaping up to be a high-profile affair, featuring an unusual defense and planned testimony by some of the biggest names in climate scientists. Science. The men's attorneys are planning to deploy a novel strategy. It's called the necessity, necessity defense. They will argue that the urgency of climate change and the greenhouse gas pollution was so great that their clients' actions were legally justifiable. The trial's outcome could have far-reaching implications with fossil fuel blockades growing in popularity around the world as a form of climate-related protest. And the trial could grab national headlines. Former NASA climate scientist Jim Hansen, I've met him, mm. and prolific climate writer Bill McKibben told Climate Central, there's a place called Climate Central? <laughs> yeah, climatecentral.org. Oh, that's cool. It's like, <laughs> now from Climate Central, Bill McKibben told Climate Central that they plan to testify in Ward's and O'Hara's defense. The legal brouhaha, I think that's an official legal term, brouhaha, <laughs> yeah. was set in motion in the spring of 2013. Following an early morning waterfront prayer in Newport, Rhode Island, Ward and O'Hara navigated a lobster boat into a shipping channel, pulled close enough to shore to shout to supporters on land and dropped an anchor weighing more than 200 pounds, one that was chained and locked to their vessel. They called local police... Coast Guard officials, 
boarded their boat, inspected it, and remained on board as the hours ticked by and the sunny day became overcast and windy. The 690-foot Energy Enterprise idled along the shoreline, unable to deliver its payload of coal to the power plant in Somerset, Massachusetts. Before dusk, threatened with tens of thousands of dollars worth of daily fines, Ward and O'Hara commissioned a salvage boat company to use a crane aboard a barge to lift the oversized anchor. Then they motored to the marina in Fall River, Massachusetts, and went home. They are being charged with disturbing the peace, conspiracy, and boating offenses. They could face a few thousand dollars worth of fines and up to five years in prison. Now, their legal team, compromising a local defense attorney and a seasoned environmental lawyer, have come up with a plan to use threats that fossil fuels, and coal in particular, pose to the climate of our planet in their defense. The legal team says it will argue that the men opted out of necessity. Quote, the necessity defense is a defense that justifies a particular criminal act. I almost said climate act. (laughs) Just like... We're saying the harm created by the criminal act is outweighed by the harm to be avoided. It's basically saying it's not a crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the pair's the pair's attorneys, Matthew Powa, a legislator and trial uh, attorney with extensive experience in environmental cases, argued that the victory for his clients could mean a nice side benefit for other activists charged with similar crimes. Which means they're gonna throw everything at this one little case. Yeah. These poor guys they're are gonna in, fight him over it. These yeah. poor guys are like gonna be in big trouble now. It's yeah. like because everybody like yeah. Because usually what often happens in these cases is they they go and they just it, you know they get caught and they just go to jail for a little while and get let go. But they're gonna fight it on the necessity defense, which I've actually heard of before, but it's not really done very often. Like it has been done for political reasons at some point, but this this is having all these. They're, they're really making an issue of it. So the quote, what the necessity defense is, quote, what they did was the right thing to do under the circumstances. If there is a threat that's looming to property or life to yourself or your loved one, or in this case, all of our loved ones, yeah. you can act in ways that would other be wise be considered criminally illegal, <laughs> yeah. end quote. Yeah, the example I've heard is like if you, if you see a burning building and there's somebody trapped in there and you like break through the door... Technically, you're committing vandalism. You're breaking somebody's door. Or oh, you're trying to save somebody's breaking life. an entry. Yeah, breaking and entering, <laughs> vandalism, like, you know. Well, I mean, the whole self-defense, I mean, you know, yeah. necessity of self-defense. I yeah, mean. and they're not going to arrest you if you're trying to save that person from a building and you break down a door. They'll say, well, good job, you saved somebody's life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that with this. But it remains to be seen how the courts will respond to it. Well, I mean, it remains to be seen what the public Responds yeah, to this because yeah. this is going to be a big time case. These poor guys only, well, I was going to say only a few, you know, few thousand dollars in fine, but they're threatened with five years in prison too. Yeah, you know, they're taking a risk here. I mean, because they could just say, you know, plead guilty to it and try to get a merciful sentence and say, oh, okay, we'll give you community service or something. But if they fight it, there's more chance that they might get the full five years. So we'll see if the necessity defense works out. Though it's a big victory because then. Other climate activists, they can do similar actions, and they might get necessity defense, too. They might say, well, you're trying to stop the world from being destroyed by climate change, so it's okay to to stop the coal from going. (laughs) Very contentious case. Yeah.
I wonder if Paul will ever talk about it on his uh, Light on the Law show. Yeah, we need to start we pushing him. him about that. You know, it's like Survive a lawyer show. Like, <laughs> just like, uh, speaking of other shows, I don't know if you know this is a community radio station. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who have shows on here. Um, we've been doing our show since, well, I have been doing the show since 99, and I think we figured out you were like 2002, maybe? Yes, yeah, so I think somewhere 2001, 2002. So we've been doing this show for a long time, and we want to thank people who are coming out of the woodwork and supporting the station. Yeah. And so please provide us some money so we can keep this show, your community spirit, and your community radio on the air. Yes. We might actually change it to our community spirit. Our community spirit. <laughs> it's just like, but this, I was thinking of that. It sounds too much like my name, so. <laughs> yeah, well, give us a call, 618-457-3691. That's 618-457-FM91. It's your opportunity to make your pledge. And also, if you haven't turned in your pledge yet, you can turn that in, too. You are what keeps us on the air. No, I think we'd do it. No matter what. Yeah, but. we'd be shouting on a street corner somewhere <laughs> every Friday. Like, you, you keep us off the streets. So. Well, I Thanks think for that. the idea that someone actually does listen yeah. to, you know, what we consider really, really important, I think it's important. Yeah. I mean, it makes us not go insane. Yeah, right? it does. It's my, my fiance Grace. She actually said part of why she donated was to help keep me happy and keep me off the street. <laughs> <Just people. like> <laughs> you have such a good time actually being able to talk about these issues every Friday. So I'm going to buy one of the t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> climate crisis, a public health emergency also. Why nurses will join climate march on September 21st. Last November, Typhoon slammed into the Philippines, leaving more than 6,000 dead, tens of thousands injured, and more bereaved of their homes and livelihoods. The storm was called the most powerful tropical cyclone ever to make landfall. Now, a few of the international media who flew in to report on the devastation noted underlying cause. Subsurface ocean waters recorded at 9 degrees Fahrenheit above average, fueling the intensity of the storm. But National Nurses United, which rapidly dispatched a number of nurse volunteers who provided hands-on medical support for the thousands of injured, never lost sight of a broader concern. Taking a break from one day from the medical mission, RN volunteers joined a press conference with local healthcare and environmental activists, noting that huge storms are not new, but are far worse because of the consequences of human-made climate crisis. Quote, climate change and global warming has brought this misfortune to the Philippines. This affects us globally. From Hurricanes Katrina and Sandy in the U.S. to Typhoon Yolanda in the Philippines, said RN volunteer Jane Sandoval at the press conference. Given these experiences and what nurses see at home, the nurses, National Nurses United, Members are joining the climate march in New York September 21st because they see the effects of climate crisis and experience it in their communities and, most important, with their patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So nurses get to be heroes twice. They go and save all those lives as they work, and then they save more lives by talking about the importance of climate action. Well, I think nurses understand pre preemptive. Yeah. You know, thinking about things ahead of time taking good care of yourself, taking good care of the planet, how it affects things 
You know, not just do things at the last minute to try to patch things up. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to wait until people get sick because then they're the ones who have to take care of all the sick people. So prevention, answer prevention. All right, we're almost, we're running out of time. I'll just do this one quickly. China scoffs at our puny bike share programs. <laughs> the Chinese have tried everything in the book to clear up their urban smog that has at times literally broken their plutometers. <laughs> so according to a 2008 report, uh, bicycling in China took a serious dive between 1995 and 2005, but then now it's way it's going way back up. The top 30 cities worldwide with more than 5,000 bikes in their bike share systems, 24 of those cities are in China. All told, in China, there's eight cities with more bike share than the entire United States. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so that city has more bike share than all of the U.S. Each one of those eight cities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like... They're, they're doing it right over there with bike share. We could learn from that. All right, let's get to some of these holidays and happenings. Speaking of taking care of yourself, today is more herbs, less salt day. Yeah. That's good. You know, the herbs make it really tasty. You don't necessarily need that salt. And, and, and then you can kill yourself with the toasted marshmallow day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so. Toasted marshmallow day tomorrow. No salt on those marshmallows. Though. And then Sunday is National Trail Mix Day. Yeah. Sunday would be a good day to spend the whole day out in the woods. I mean. Yeah. The yeah. weather's even a little nicer now. Monday is Labor Day. Well, it's American Labor Day. I celebrate Labor Day on May 1st which is the International Labor Day. But we could all celebrate on Monday as well. Thursday is Newspaper Carrier Day. I guess people still do that, huh? Yeah, people still go on and deliver that. I used to do that when I was in high school. It's, it's a lot of work getting up that early, <laughs> especially if you're a night owl. The Rally Against Fossil Fuel Industry Pollution. Yeah, people before pollution. There people we go. Before pollution. That's what they should name it, not the rally against fossil fuel industry pollution. <laughs> yeah. Just simplify it. People before pollution. Yeah, this is going on right now. It is right now in front of the Illinois EPA office in Marion. On Friday, that's today, at 10 a.m., there will be a rally against fossil fuel industry pollution outside the Illinois EPA office in Marion near the VA hospital. Demonstrators will demand enforcement of pollution laws and stringent oversight of the fossil fuel industry during the peaceful assembly protest. So, I mean, an example, of course, is the lax standards for environmental regulation enforcement by the Illinois EPA in what we were just talking about, Rocky Branch coal mining operation. Yeah. Why am I calling it an operation? It's not even in place yet. And they're already saying, you know, the coal mining operation, right? Yeah. <laughs> Project. Um. Yeah, and it's not the first time that Peabody has, has created environmental problems in Illinois or elsewhere. So now is an opportunity to go make your comments and make your voices heard. Still time for you to get out there, I'm sure. I, I imagine they didn't just stay out there for five minutes. They want to be sure their voices are heard. <laughs> I can picture one of our listeners now and Marion just running like, I got to get there in time. <laughs> just like... I'll be there. Wait for me. All right. It's also coming up tonight. The Sustainable Film Series has a film called Escape Fire, The Fight to Rescue American Healthcare. We were just talking about the importance of healthcare. Escape Fire examines the powerful forces maintaining the status quo, medical industry designed for quick fixes rather than prevention. So for more information on it, you can just show up to the film tonight. It is at 5.30 p.m. at the Long Branch Cafe and Bakery. 
Saturday, the Carbondale Community Farmers Market, 8 till noon at the Carbondale Community High School. And then next Thursday, a film showing and discussion, Damn Nation. Thursday, September 4th at 6.30 p.m. at the auditorium in Morris Library. They're bringing the film Damn Nation. Representatives from a student group and the Shawnee group the Shawnee Club Sierra ah, <laughs> Shawnee Group Sierra Club <laughs> Sierra Club Shawnee Group yeah. will introduce the film. The award-winning documentary focuses on the role river dams play in the ecosystem and advocates for dam removal, particularly in cases where the structure is in need of costly and extensive repair. Hmm. So, yeah. So that's coming up Thursday at the Auditorium in Morris Library, six thirty. Good day. This has been another exciting <laughs> and informative half hour of your community spirit. Please send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And I hope you have a good time enjoying nature this weekend. Yes, enjoy wild lands. <laughs> it's going to be, it's, I haven't looked at the weather yet, but it's really nice out now. So hopefully it's going to be a good weekend for it. There you go. Give us a call, 618-457-3691. We are available as of now. Now. Mm-hmm. <laughs>